Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting EXIT PLAN with no spaces to 44222. That's EXIT PLAN to 44222. Again, text EXIT PLAN to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me this morning. Always a pleasure to have you with me. And uh, uh, you're, in, uh, you're in luck this morning. We have a real treat for you. One of my most frequent guests on the show is with us, Dr. Jerry Kornfeld, who has basically uh, been on all kinds of media, TV, radio, you name it. He's given talks. He's affiliated with uh, some amazing organizations. And his talk is not so much about business, but about the business of your health. And we're going to talk about longevity, uh, some of the things that he's been up to. So let's bring him right in. Jerry, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining me this morning. Hey, Bill, thank you very much. And I'm looking forward to uh, talking with you. Oh, same here. Same here. We haven't talked in a little while, but we've talked many times on the show about a wide variety of topics. And listeners, I would urge you to go look up some of those uh, interviews in our archives but dr jerry uh, tell us what what have you been up to it sounds like you've been you haven't been sitting still <laughs> no i've been pretty busy um, i've now had a new relationship um with a cancer foundation and the cal state northridge campus the university <clears throat> and um oh excuse me <clears throat> and we're doing um two um, programs a month uh, on, on nutrition and health and the role of your diet and of course my dea concept is playing a role in that too. So I've been I've been busy doing doing that, and then next week I'm back at um, the Savvy Seniors in Calabasas, California, doing my um, book. Uh, excuse me about preventing heart attacks. Uh, the book is Your Hundred Year Heart. We've talked about that many times, and I'll be doing right. that talk next week in Cal. So yes, and then I'm with you today, so I'm pretty busy. I'll say. Uh, so let, let's start with uh, go, going back. For our listeners that may not have heard you before, uh, tell us a little bit about um, your background as a as a practicing physician, and uh, uh, you know that that type of thing. And then um, sure. fill us in again on uh, let's, let's get into the Jennifer Diamond Cancer Foundation. I want to hear all about that and what you're doing with Cal State University Northridge as well. Okay, well uh, I've been a family physician here here in Northridge, California, uh, for over 40 years. Uh, I've dedicated my career to two perspectives. One is health education, and the other is clinical medicine. And I feel very strongly that those two are a very significant part of what a good physician be trained in. And so I've recently become involved also with the uh, School of Public Health at UCLA uh, dealing with those uh, issues. Uh, I feel that if I can help you prevent the disease, then I don't have to worry about treating the disease, and you don't have to worry about getting the disease. So that, to me, is the basic concept, prevention, clinical medicine, one-on-one. And because of that, I have done, as you've indicated, uh, many things. I've been a television doctor. I was the first doctor on the news here in Los Angeles. 
uh, on ABC television. Um, I've written my book, Your Hundred Year Heart. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and I've done a lot of interviews and a lot of articles. And obviously, everything I'm doing uh, is to keep my patients and my audiences and your audience as well informed as possible. And I just don't talk about the routine things. I like to look at research. I like to look at things that um, nobody really has talked about, and I do the research. And today's subject is going to deal exactly with that. Wonderful. And uh, along the way, one of the things you've done for, for my audience is, is to help them um, understand clearly not only what some of the new developments are, but how they can easily remain healthy uh, and uh, you boiled it down to a formula, DEA, which I'll, uh, I won't steal it from you. I'll let you tell us again what that's <laughs> about. But I just wanted to let you know, I was just uh, visiting with my mother who just uh, turned 85 years young and uh, told her about the formula, and she just she thought that was the, the greatest thing. So tell us uh, again about your formula, DEA. Well, you know, I do a lot of these talks, and I have a lot of audiences who um, walk out of the talk and as all of us do, we go here and talk. We maybe remember one or two key points, but a week or so passes, and we forgot, what did that doctor say? So what I try to do, and I learned this when I was in medical school, something called mnemonics. The best way to remember something is to try to identify a common statement or phrase that you can identify three initials with. And the common phrase that I use is the Drug Enforcement Agency. That's something that people have difficulty forgetting. And the first three letters, D for the drug, E for the exercise, and A for the attitude. And that's it. That's my key to longevity. And I've studied this for years. And I put together this formula. So when you walk out of my talks, when you get through listening to me on your show, the thing that stays with you may not be with all that stuff you can remember, but you can remember D-E-A. The D is for diet. The nutrition, the, blood, the food you put in your body are significant. Everything you eat, you are what you eat, and I really believe in that. The E is for exercise. Your body needs to have exercise. And the A is for attitude, positive thoughts. Negative thoughts are destructive. And we have talked previously about the relationship of positive thoughts on your immune system. And we're mm -hmm. going to talk a little bit more about that today with some interesting new research. But that's basically DEA. So you folks listening to the show... If you remember nothing more than DEA, I will have accomplished my goal. Because that is, D is for diet, the food you put in your body. E is for exercise. A is for attitude. If you get what it is, just remember Drug Enforcement Agency. And that's the secret of the DEA. Very, very good. Very good and very memorable. And again, uh, it's, it's, it's what you put in your body with the diet and also what you don't put in your, in your body. Um, we've talked about you know, many, many times how that, uh, that choice that you make can lead to your, your health and well-being or not. Uh, but attitude is so important. And uh, you've recently done a talk I see at uh, Cal State University Northridge, we'll call it CSUN from now on, but uh, titled You Have the Power. And uh, what do you discuss in You Have the Power? Well, here comes the exciting thing. We have uh, discussed this previously, uh, but there's a whole new development in medicine based upon the simple statement how do you feel? Think about this. How many times do you wake up and you don't feel well? How many times during the day something happens and you don't feel well? The question that is being questioned is why do you react 
that way. What makes you feel good? How do I feel is a question that is oftentimes very difficult to answer. Why? You know that you have a feeling. And I told you the story about patients who have come into my office. Same age, same complaint, same history, same diagnosis, treated with the same medication. One is well a week later and the other is still sick. And this happens all the time. Some people get a cold, they call up work. They say, hey, boss, I'm sick, I got a cold, I can't come to work. Other people get a cold, ah, it's just a cold, I'll go to work. Why is that attitude? The question is, I have one patient coming in a week later, well, one patient coming in still sick. And I ask that little three-letter three word, three word, why? And I think about why all the time. Why is it some people are, are given a prognosis because they have a terminal disease of six months and five years later they're still alive? Why? I ask that question, why? I've asked my colleagues, how many of you have had patients who have fallen into that category? They were given a bit prognosis of six, three to six months to live, and five years later they're still alive. Every single one of my colleagues has had that experience. So again, the question is why? And we're now starting to look at specifically. I've told you before that we know that your thoughts play a very important role on your immune system. And the immune system is the system responsible for keeping you healthy. Well, now we're starting to answer the questions of why. Why do you get better? Why, why do you feel better? And it really is boiling down to a fantastic book written by, and I'll give you the author's name in case anybody in the audience is really interested and wants to look it up. The author's name is Candace Pert, P-E-R-T. I've never met her. She's no longer alive. She's a Ph.D., P-E-R-T. And the title of the book, and listen to the title of the book, Mm-hmm. The molecules of emotion. Hmm. Did you get that? The molecules yeah. of emotion. What is it that happens in your body that makes you feel good or bad? I love that title, The Molecules hmm. of Emotion. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're going to be talking about this morning these molecules of emotion, what they are and specifically what their effect is on your body. Why is it you feel the way you do? And I'm sure your audience and you, and we've all had this experience. We wake up and we just don't feel well, and we don't know why. And we start attributing it, well, I drank too much or I did this. But so much of how you feel is based upon your emotions, and your thinking negatively and negative thoughts have this dramatic, dramatic effect. So we're going to talk about molecules of emotion this morning, Bill. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So uh, I like the name of the book, The Molecules of Emotion. Um, can you boil it down for us? Like, what, what is the – is there a way for someone to get themselves out of a – let's call it a funk if they feel like they're, they're in that? Um, can they and – and if so, how would they do that? Okay. Let, let me just give you a, a little introduction about the fight-or-flight reaction, because I like to use this as an example. The fight-or-flight reaction is if somebody points a gun at your head, you have two alternatives. You can stay and fight, or you can run. And that's the fight-or-flight reaction has been uh, identified with stress going back uh, to the 1950s when it was first identified by a Dr. McGill by the name of Hans Seye. And the fight-or-flight reaction is very simple. You look down at that gun. You know that gun can kill you your brain immediately panics and goes into this fight-or-flight reaction. 
that immediately causes your body to release these molecules of emotion. And I'll tell you what they are in a second. And when that happens, nobody's touched you, or only as you're looking down at that thought. But when that happens, immediately your blood pressure goes up, your heart starts to beat faster, you start to breathe more rapidly, you start to perspire, and most exciting at all, the gastrointestinal system, which is not going to play any role in this fight-or-flight reaction, sends its blood to your musculoskeletal system because that's the major system that's going to be giving you the ability to run with the fight-or-flight reaction. Mm. Well, that's a classic mm. example of the molecules of emotion causing you to react. And that happens in your body constantly. And that's a whole area about stress. And I've told you that I don't think that stress is your enemy. It's how you cope with the stress that is mm -hmm. your problem. And business people, and I give this example, two people own a business. They're equal partners in that business. They go to a meeting. Something is said at that meeting. One of the partners says, oh, my gosh, we're going to go into bankruptcy. Our company is destroyed. The other partner heard the same information, and his response is, Oh, yeah, he already, figured, he already figured out the solution. He was coping, the other part was not, and we all cope at different levels. And that coping is what stimulates these molecules of emotion to be released. It's a little bit complicated, but I'm trying to simplify it as much as I can. Your thoughts control how you feel. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It, it makes, makes perfect sense. We're, we're hardwired for that, and uh, th there's nothing much we can do about that. Uh, but the, the question is, how can we influence that for good, right? Okay. Yes, I, I, will, I will get to that. I want, I want to just tell you what these uh, chemicals are that the body is releasing. The molecules of emotion and the chemicals are. These are, these are things you're probably not going to remember, but I want you to get a feel. There are five chemicals that your body releases when you go through this fight-or-flight reaction. The chemicals of emotion. Serotonin. We have heard a lot about serotonin because there are a group of drugs called SSRI that we treat depression with. In other words, we're giving you serotonin plays a very significant role in depression. Of course, depression controls how you feel. Well, one of the molecules of emotion that is released is serotonin. Another one is adrenaline. We've all heard about adrenaline. Adrenaline is released by the adrenal gland, and when you start to get nervous or panic and your blood pressure goes up, it's because the adrenal gland is releasing the the adrenaline. We refer to adrenaline and the next one, cortisol, as the stress hormones. Those are the two hormones that cause your blood pressure to go up, the adrenaline and cortisol. The next one is called the love hormone, and we literally have a love hormone that makes us feel good, and it's called oxytocin. Mm -hmm. Anyway, you're not going to remember these names, but I just want to listen, because the next one is really a very exciting one. How many uh, in this audience are runners? And the runners know that if they go out and they run a three or five million, uh, mile marathon and they come in good, they walk off of that uh, race feeling great. Their body feels great. They feel great. They just feel superb. Or how many people mm -hmm. have heard a lecture and the lecture was very stimulating to them and they walked out of the lecture and they felt good? Well, that's because of this next one and it's called endorphins. You've heard about endorphins, mm -hmm. right? Sure, of course. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, well, our body releases endorphins when something stimulates us to feel good. And they describe endorphins, and this is really interesting, as your body's natural morphine. It doesn't cost mm -hmm. you anything. It has no side effects, no negativity. It is not addicting. 
and you don't require a prescription. This is what your body has for you, and it makes you feel good. So there they are. I've just given you this list. Again, I don't anticipate that you can remember it, but the endorphins are the ones that I'm most excited about uh, because of the fact that your body is making these all the time. And this stuff, by the way, that I'm reporting to you, well, it hasn't really been discovered until the 1990s, uh, the endorphin aspect of it and what it's doing. So now I know specifically what these molecules are. I was talking previously in general about I know that something is going on because of the fight-or-flight reaction. But now, because of the material that I've, I've been reading, I've learned specifically what the five molecules of emotion are. So now you know that there's an absolute reason for why you feel the way you do. I've given you the fight-or-flight reaction. I've given you the uh, stress hormones. I've given you the body's natural morphine-like production. And that's what's going on in your body. And that's fascinating because now we can tell you what we're going to do as far as treatment is concerned because we can deal with all these, all these drugs. Okay, does that make sense now? Do you have a basic understanding about the molecules of emotion? Because this is very, yeah. very important yeah. to realize that your body does this all the time. And you have, you know, you're not saying to do it, but you can control a lot of it, and we'll get into that control. But your body's reaction. i give another example of your body's reaction. Everybody goes to a talk, and during the course of the talk, something is said that stimulates you to ask a question. Mm-hmm. Your hand automatically goes up when you think you're going to ask a question. Now, you don't tell your hand to go up, but your thought of asking a question, your arm goes up. That's because your emotions and your behavior are all one part of the brain's reaction. We used to think that the brain and the body were separate, but we now know that they are absolutely one function. Every cell in your body has intelligence. This is some heavy stuff, but every cell in your body has intelligence. And the more we're learning now, and especially with artificial intelligence, we're starting to learn how to deal with the intelligence of the cell, and that's going to play a role in cancer therapy. Because I think I told you, I think mm-hmm. I told you in the past, that we have learned that the cancer cell is a very intelligent cell. Our body produces something called T-cells, and we've talked about this in the past. Mm-hmm. This is right. the cell that goes out and destroys the enemy when it comes to your body. You get an infection, a bacteria, the body's immune system releases the T-cells, it goes and kills it. Its job is to keep you healthy. Well, the reason the T-cells are having trouble with the cancer cells, and this is also fascinating, is because the cancer cells are intelligent, and they know about the T-cells. And they put a membrane around the wall of their cell that does not allow the T cell to destroy it. The researchers have discovered this, and a couple of years ago, it's still in the research phase, they attacked a brain tumor with the polio virus. I may have discussed this in the past. They literally destroyed a brain tumor with the polio virus because the polio virus destroyed the membrane of the, ca- of the cancer cell and the T-cell was able to get in there. Less complicated stuff, but I'm giving you where the research is going and where we're going, because as you know, I try to keep my audience as current as possible. And with artificial yes, intelligence, this is where mm-hmm. we're going. This is where. So this whole area is going to be a very significant part uh, of mind-body medicine. 
it's it's always fascinating to talk with you, Dr. Jerry. You you um, not only uh, illustrate very clearly for our audience, you know, wh- what the trends are, but how they can put things into use. And, and I love the ideas that you've put forth. Uh, and I know that you're out there talking. And unfortunately, we're going to have to wrap up for today. But I know that you're out there talking a lot, and there are. Uh, some people that listen that that are chairs of groups like Vistage, and I know you're a Vistage speaker. Um, how would our audience uh, best get in touch with you to engage you to come talk to them? Okay, I am available online at my email address, and it is K J B as in boy corn K O R N K J B corn at AOL.com. Do I have one more second? So I wanted to just answer your question about how the body can, how you can treat this uh, molecules of emotion. And that is something called the relaxation response. This is a whole concept developed by Dr. Herbert Benson at Harvard, and he's become the world authority on that question. And relaxation response is a series of books. But it boils down to very simple. When you start to get anxious, when you start to get road rage, when you start to get, just take a series of deep breaths, and that absolutely negates the stress hormones. And he has proven this year after year after year, and if you want to get more information, just go online and email the relaxation response or Dr. Herbert Benson at Harvard, and you'll get all that information. That's how you deal with it. You can actually deal with it just by taking some deep breaths, and you feel better. Okay, I got it in. Yeah, very good. Yeah, very, very good. I remember clearly you telling us before that uh, uh, deep breaths are your body's signal that everything's okay. Uh, Dr. Yes. Jerry, once again, great information for us. Again, uh, for our listeners, KJB Corn, K O R N, at AOL.com to get in touch. Or just Google uh, Ask Dr. Jerry and you'll find uh, all about our, our, our guests. Thank you so yeah, much for joining us. Just quickly, your audience, I'm available to answer questions also. You know, you heard a lot of stuff on the, on the air today. Uh, you can email me that address, and I'm more than happy to answer the questions. I don't charge for the insertion, of course not. But I'm available. Thanks, Bill. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 